0: I bought the the vinyl. Oh yeah, yeah. Galloway was pr- I was happy with the um the sales uh, the yeah. sales of the vinyl. On the yeah. YouTube- on the YouTube video, there were so many people who were saying like, "Oh, great job, Michelle! She did a great job." And it's like, yeah, she. I'm I'm not. I don't want to take away that she did a phenomenal job because of course she did. But I it made me sad to be like, <laughs> well, all the music is is Galloway though. He's doing it. So I said, well, yeah." Galloway killing it. The, yeah,
1: but of course you have to realize how many of those. Like, if you like add up the amount of fans of crying in Japanese breakfast, like the the crying portion.
0: That's true, like, and I think they they posted it on the Japanese breakfast. Um, yeah, be, yeah, YouTube. because so, because
1: so, she has a big YouTube following.
0: Oh, what are you what are you uh, cracking into right there? Uh, Lacroix coconut. You're snapping my into usual. A, gym, a slim gym.
1: Uh, I wish I had a slim gym.
0: Wow. So. Wow. what a What a momentous occasion. Brand new music. From everyone's yeah. favorite, from this podcast's favorite musician, I believe. That's true. Yep. Are we are we on? I mean, insofar as we can be on. Can Our... are 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 <clears throat> we ever on? Or can you are guys we, hear us? Uh what are the viewers What do the viewers think so far? Can the viewers can can the viewers hear us? We I want to have uh in the future they'll they'll have to have podcasts where you can um answer questions mid podcast and then take different routes like a choose your own adventure podcast so i mean isn't that
1: kind of what a live stream is like no like a just chatting live stream
0: no this is a but but i'm saying a podcast and this is the future so you you're listening and they say can you hear us and then on your screen, it stops and you have to say yes or no. And if you say no, it takes like an alternate route. But just like in a video game, it's like it takes the same route. So it's like, you can hear us because you answered the question. And then the, and then it continues on the same way that it would have anyway. It's like, well, then why did you stop the podcast to ask for that prompt? Yeah. Right? The future yeah. sucks. The future is bleak. And...
1: These are these are some... I, man, I don't even want to talk about the, the current state of things. Or the future state of things. Because on the bright
0: side, on the bright side, uh, we there got, are
1: video games. There's video
0: games that it's, it's, you know, it's now more than ever. If you want to bury your head in the sand, we like, that's, we understand. And we've got you.
1: This is such a good We're, time, time to, be to be playing video
0: games. It and is a good part time.
1: of that is that it's such a bad time for everything else.
0: It's a bad time like, to be alive.
1: Video games have stayed the course. Whereas everything else has gotten has worse. Gotten worse and therefore video games, are the real choice. Uh, I have games that I'm playing. I have games that I'm excited to play. I have games that I'm considering playing.
0: I have games that I think uh, about, and I'm disappointed that I didn't play them.
1: So let's get into it. Uh, what are some games that you're uh, disappointed that you didn't
0: play? Well, Persona 5 is always, you know, the ghost that, that Ooh, haunts but you me can, at night. But that gives you but such it's, a it's, sweet
1: opportunity. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm... That means that it's still available to you.
0: I'm... Uh, I'm I'm slowly working my way through Tsushima, um, and uh, I'm kind of I'm in the third act, and out of like what four out of I believe three. I, I'm I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna guess that it's three based off of you know you have to stick it the uh, context clues of like this act will is opening <clears throat> up the final kind of area on the map that I'm aware of, and it feels like I've been playing a long time, and that the story is hitting has hit like the the climax kind of has hit like and like i'm in like the lull before the final cli- you know like there's like there was like the big event that like kind of turned everything um but okay. it, it got better it, it uh, the the like i i've always said that that it's really gorgeous um it really combines good graphic quality like technical and stylistic uh aspects so i i really love how the game looks all the time. And yeah, in course. the second act it started to get better uh from a gameplay perspective like the uh the the game really in the first act you you get to a point where it's like I don't think I don't, I don't see how they're going to mix this up that much. And then in the second act they do uh a fair job. But the story uh, like I like narratively it's not driving me that much because it's very basic it like one of the main things is this like and it, this this appears early on is like okay you have this uh the character has this uncle that is like well you shouldn't be you know stabbing people in the back that's not what the samurai yeah, yeah. do but it's like I, but then the main character is like i got yeah i gotta fight 500 of these dudes and you don't want me to yeah. stab a couple and, in and the and back this, yeah And this conversation has
1: been i i think we've explored this but it's yeah there's There is that sort of disconnect that people saw in like Grand Theft Auto 4 uh, that they had a hard time coming to terms with.
0: Well, I don't think we talked about that. And that didn't bother me because I I didn't think that that was going to be like they, they, they introduced that early on. And then, they, and then, I, I know in, in Giant Bomb, they, they mention this, but I don't believe I mentioned this here, but, like, the, they they introduced that early on, that, like, you shouldn't be stabbing people in the back if you're a samurai and you're supposed to have honor, which, which to that end, like, I don't understand. Like, if you are, if the, the odds are stacked so far against you, like, what, so it would be the honorable thing to, like, stand and fight 500 people versus one when they have... That's a good motorcycle right there. There you go. When they have uh the superior armaments and everything like and they're also utilizing cheap tricks. So like it I don't really it doesn't resonate with me and I thought that like they they kind of they brought it up and then they're like yeah you really shouldn't do that because it goes against your code and then you just start doing it anyway and the character's like yeah I gotta you know do this to survive and then me as the the player I'm like yeah I yeah I understand but then they bring this up as like it, it come it kind of becomes like the main crux of everything and it's not a to me it's not an interesting theme uh, it's not not an interesting enough theme like I I understand that that like there's something whenever people talk about samurai in uh narratives at least in west in western narratives uh it it usually goes along with this like the samurai are uh like uh honorable honorable and uh like to a fault to like the 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 point of it being their downfall and like I, i i i sure i i guess like whatever but it doesn't I don't know. It just doesn't resonate. Like it's, it's such a lame kind of thing. Like that, like if it's a one V I don't get it. Like if, if in, in any sort of aspect, I, I like, if you got to do what you got to do, like, I don't get that. I, 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 yeah. I can't, I can't resonate with, it doesn't resonate with me. So when it, so having that become like the main crux of it is like, oh guys, there's more interesting things. Um, sure. so yeah, I, I, I didn't like, I, so I like, I don't love narratively where it's at, yeah. but, um, uh, honestly
1: uh, i'm bored just hearing you talk about it yeah. and maybe it's just because we've talked about it for so many weeks and you're still playing it just just finish the
0: game i know i'm trying to get there it, i was doing so many of the side stuff and now i'm just it, you get to the point where it's like i've done the side stuff i'm not going to be sa- sorry to not have this anymore and move on yeah. to persona 5 again it's exciting it's it's exciting and just scary again because i know because this will be if, if i fail this will be the second time i failed you know it's like you got on the horse you fell off. And then you're like, I really got to get back on the horse. And you got back on the horse and you fell off again. And you're like, well.
1: One thing that's kind of nice about Persona, though, is that there are kind of like points where you could like put it away. Like you could finish a palace and be like, I'll come back to this next week. And I feel like you don't actually lose much. The game is kind of like broken up into episodes, you know? Yeah. I mean, literally, because all Persona games also have... An anime, uh, which is cool. I, I feel like at some point I'm gonna have to check out the uh, anime for Persona Three, just just to know. I, I actually haven't played. I don't think I've played any more uh, Persona Five since we uh, last spoke. I finished the first Palace. Um, I, I kind of have like this route that I know that I want to take, where the first time that I played the game. Uh, you have the chance to build up your ranking with your teacher. And when you do that, you actually get more time available to you. And and time is like one of the most precious resources in Persona, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like time is what's going to let you like increase all of your stats. So I remember like the last time that I played being like, I wish that I I did this confidant first because I would be... It would have just given me so much more opportunity. So this time around, I'm kind of nurturing the stats that I know are going to take me there faster. And there are certain things that I'm ignoring. Uh, So, for example, I already did the Confidant of Ryuji all the way uh, the first time I played through the game, so I'm kind of skipping that one. Um, But at some point, I probably will end up doing... uh, At some point, I have to just get all those achievements,
0: chivos uh, so wow you hunt the chivos in 2020 and 2020? And 2020?
1: i know but also like i i feel like i'm i'm so just like inundated with like the persona series at this point that i'm really looking forward to those Shimagame tensei remakes on the switch because mm-hmm. like i i just find like the actual like gameplay like the attacking weaknesses and fusing personas and all of that to be like really interesting even without like the social link stuff i think that it's such a good dungeon crawler
0: yeah it's, it's amazing that that they managed to make what is the li- literally least fresh gameplay mechanics feel actually interesting and I, I don't know how they do it i i guess like it's the combination of tension uh of of like you know being having to prepare and figure out uh, you know, what you're going a- against and what you're going to bring and knowing that if you bring the wrong kind of things, you can just be like instantly killed and, and, and punished very hard for it. Uh, that makes it kind of interesting. Cause I don't, I don't know why you, you don't get that with other games. It seems like, yeah. it seems like other games should be, uh, should feel kind of similar, but they're, it's still the only JRPG that really, uh, actually feels interesting.
1: I agree. Yeah, and that's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Figure it out, uh, because it kind of just makes you wonder why like other games aren't just like better <laughs> in that way. Uh, so yeah, so I've been playing Persona Five a little bit. Um, you know what I've actually been thinking about? I've been just eyeing a little bit is that Marvel Avengers.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, because I, I see the gameplay, and it looks really fun. Like, I don't really get something.
0: it. Like, so it's it's a it's a, a like a loot game. It's like a looter like action yeah. game. Yeah, I, I just uh, it's like that. Just seems to me like a mistake. Uh, just from the uh, from the 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 moment one planning. Because my my instant problem if I were in that board room meeting would have been you can't do that because you need to have loot that like appears in a, a a visual progression that yeah that cannot exist within marvel like the the you you get you know you'll probably and just get is, a character yeah, and they'll yeah. just look like that char- like thor is gonna look like thor probably
1: and this has been like a an issue like for i don't over a decade at this point like i i know that when um dcuo dc universe yeah Online,
0: yeah there were which
1: was also a super fun game uh but yeah the progression was pretty awkward because of that and same thing in marvel heroes rest in peace yeah uh really terrific game they they even uh,
0: had um like non because because the only way to kind of do that is to have like an uh, like a non-licensed like have um city uh, of heroes y- yeah, yeah city of heroes or, or something like that where it's like Which you, you, you build your own characters but even when you do that you end up running the problem of like to be honest uh Superhero gear doesn't look that interesting, and uh, like I don't think that it would it, that it's ever worked out that well to to yeah. to make that like as a visual grind. And that's always like like kind of like sh- showing off loot is a big aspect of those games, and just having yeah, no. But
1: but if you disconnect that and just say, okay, I'll play this just for being like an interesting, you know, like like an action game or whatever like it looks like it's fun like it just looks fun and i watched the beginning of the story and it's actually like pretty interesting but what i'm worried about is that you know that's what i'm seeing is probably like the best it has to offer like i heard the campaign is great but the campaign is like 10 hours long the gameplay looks fun but you know
0: are, are you just uh, like, like heard... what are you doing are you grinding out after that like what is, what is this yeah. So you, yeah you, you're
1: grinding you like, do the campaign so every, and it's
0: like Diablo kind of where you're just gonna be like either replaying stages or playing randomized stages or and something.
1: it's gonna be it's a game as a service right so think about this the way that you would a destiny or do you right? buy
0: characters that's because that's how
1: no so the the characters uh are going to be releasing at a regular cadence uh but they're all gonna be free but every character comes with a I, I guess you the you'd call it a battle pass. Where every character uh, gets a ten dollar battle pass. Uh, uh, that's an okay the, way the of doing it, honestly. Is, is giving yeah. So you're taking this battle pass and then you're playing as the character to progress through it, and you're getting like uh, skins and like I don't know like emotes or something. Uh, so with that, it's cool. And the actual gameplay, I don't know. Like that's what gets me is just like I- I'm looking at it and like flying around as Iron Man. Like it looks beautiful, and just looks fun, but is it sixty dollars when there's like all this other stuff to play? Uh, And at the same time, like
0: seventy three on Metacritic, five point seven user score.
1: Yeah, and as it is now, this like the Marvel Avengers that you can buy right now is definitely the worst version of that game, right? Like if I come to live
0: service, then yes.
1: If I come back to this game in a year. I'll just have a better game, and I'm trying to avoid that, like, cult of the new uh, feeling. Uh, Because, like, I feel like I'm not, like, nope, it's interesting, but I feel like I'm not, like, I guess I'm not missing out, right? Like, it's probably fun, but am I missing some sort of conversation about it? Probably
0: not. Yeah, it looks, it looks, it it just looks like, it looks like it would be fun, but just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like uh you're missing out on this brand new concept like they just took this like looting formula that i don't think even works in that context and tried to apply it to avengers in a way that i would have said would be dumb yeah another game
1: that i've had my eye on though is uh and i don't know if you've seen this one it's a little bit underground but it's this game called uh paradise killer have you heard of this one
0: have you heard of this no
1: so Paradise Killer uh, is out on Switch and on PC, but it, it looks really interesting. It is, it, there are ways in which it reminds me of like a deadly premonition, uh, but it is a investigate, it's an open world uh, detective game where you're exploring and trying to find clues, but it, I, I would urge you to like look at images of this game because it looks like so insane and bizarre. So their description is Paradise Island, a world outside reality. There's been a murder that only investigation freak Lady Love Dies can solve. Gather evidence and interrogate suspects in your open world adventure. You can accuse anyone, but you'll have to prove your case in trial to conflict. Wow. And if you look at this, it just looks
0: absolutely
1: insane. So I feel like this might be like a pretty decent Switch game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to check that out as well cuz these look like JoJo characters and I can get into that. So um uh, but those are the games that I'm looking forward to playing. or maybe reviews. considering. but but uh yeah. So Are there any games that you're gaming right now that you're that you're into
0: other than Valorant not this was this is my what's my my busy busy week and I have my off days now. So I, I want to get into Spellbreak because that Ooh, seems kind I've of cool I played some of that and uh, I heard a lot of things from about diabolical from you That's guys. That's also great, yeah. So, so I want to so hear about Spellbreak. A about this. Spellbreak so- has, a, has a nice look to it. It kind of reminds me of uh, League a little bit, and it, it sure. kind of looks like if Riot were to, to try their hand at developing a uh, spell-slinging battle royale.
1: Yeah, so Spellbreak is super cool. Uh, Let me talk a little bit about that. So it is a Battle Royale game on the Epic Games Store, free to play, uh, where you play as a, like, a mage. So it's not super, like, precise. Like, you don't have to worry as much about being, like, like super good at shooting, although there is, like, a class that's based on sniping and accuracy. But pretty much, like, you choose... It's class-based? It is. Yeah, so it is. There are six schools of magic... And the school of magic that you start with uh, determines your gauntlet. So essentially throughout the game, uh, you know, battle royale fashion, you're picking up items, but your class determines uh, what your starting gauntlet is. And there's like poison, earth, air, lightning, fire, ice. Ice is a sniping class. Uh, And the cool thing is that so you pick up another gauntlet, like let's say you're – your poison and you pick up fire you can combine those spells together so like you could make a like a wall of toxic and then if you shoot a fire spell at it the wall will explode uh it'll so it'll make the wall disappear but it'll do massive aoe damage to anyone near it this is
0: this is such a fresh idea to me honestly like i i like that kind of yeah uh concept so throughout the game, what you're
1: doing is, so you're collecting, you, you know, you get another gauntlet, you can like find different tiers of gauntlets that are going to give you better benefits, uh, and then you're going to collect a rune, this is the way that you traverse the, the area, so you could get like a dash rune, or a jump rune, or like any of these other things, and that's all pretty cool. One thing that I think is a little bit boring right now, though, is the actual loot that you're finding. Uh, which is, like, you get boots, which increase your run speed, and you get, like, an amulet, which increases your mana. And that stuff is all really cool, but with the idea of being, like, this mage-based game, it it would be cool if they were adding things that actually gave you, like, some interesting perks. Like, what about, like, legendary boots that let you, like, uh, float in the air uh, or get, like, a double jump or something like that? Like, that's the kind of thing uh, that I hope they develop and... uh, but, but for what this is, I'm not sure if this is early access. I think that this is currently, like, out of early access 1.0. Not entirely I sure. I think it is 1.0. Because I remember it d- there was a time
0: where it was kind of on... It, it, people were streaming it, but I couldn't get into it, so... But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like the way to do it is, like... I, I guess I'm like, this is maybe not just not possible, but like have the, you know, drops that are like modifiers, like a kind of like an old Diablo or a Path of Exile actually fits a little bit better um, of like, if you're going to shoot a uh, lance of ice or something, then you get a rune that like increases the size of your spells by a little bit. And you're like adding that up over time maybe like a a crackdown kind of thing and then by the end of the the match like if you have this like you're a pyromancer and you throw a fireball but at the end of the match it's like this like giant just like wave of like like everyone just like insane they're like moving way faster like flying teleporting and their abilities have gotten like much bigger and more wild and stuff over time i think that kind of stuff would be really neat and it's I'm sure it's possible, and I'm sure it's like a yeah. direction that that like seems obvious to go in.
1: Yeah. So actually, uh, I've won every single game of this. Idea. Really? Yes, I've won every single one. Have you played with this.
0: other people or? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So there's squads. So I play the squad, and then I just I have won every game. No, I mean like, uh, have you played fair. with
0: anyone else, like humans, like, or that you know or randoms? No. All right. Just randoms. You won uh, every game. I'll say game, this huh? also.
1: I've only played one game. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> but it's super fun. I, I think that one thing that they actually nailed is the time to kill, but also like the freedom and flexibility that I feel like you have with regards to like moving and escaping. Um, so I recommend this game.
0: Yeah, it has a good, it has a really, uh, it has a lot of things going for it. I think that's a really neat idea. I really love that kind of stuff um i yeah I, give it a try We can gonna. play it
1: after this we'll check it out okay uh and the other but it's game on epic time. it's
0: on epic only or it is on
1: epic only
0: oh christ uh, Almighty. just
1: just like uh diabolical which is another super fucking cool game and these are this released on, on the is, day,
0: same day right super,
1: so yeah it's super super cool so Diabotical uh is a it's a quake like like uh it's an arena shooter it's
0: yeah, Arena, sho- arena Shooter like, says says what you wanted to say. Like
1: that's it. It's a super well polished arena shooter with like a really like fun flavor where it's like not like super violent. You play as like this egg robot and you're just like running around. But but I think the thing that sells it for me is just that the maps are like so cool. They look so good. Uh the weapons, like everything feels great. They've got an aim trainer built into it. They've got uh, FPS converters built into it. I I think that they have a really terrific foundation. And I I really hope that they don't fuck this up, right? Because my issue with all of these games, with all of these arena shooters, with Quake Champions, with Unreal, with everything, is that they never get that audience, right? So I I just hope that that they keep trying to grow this out. I hope that they, they need to put money behind the esports. Like, that's what it always is, right? I
0: mean, they they like, put away 250000 for esports in the first year.
1: That's exciting because I got to say, just like, this game is just like pure fun. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, it's another one of those but it's got like terrific maps. Like the guns feel great. They have everything in there to like onboard you into how to play. The tutorial's good. They teach you about like straight, like uh, strafe jumping and all that.
0: I look um, at this stuff whenever I'm looking at rocket-based games. I'm just like, I, I've never learned that skill. Ooh, I've never. This learned. is also
1: a game where like you can play this game and it won't make you feel worse at other games. Uh, so what I mean is like. There is a shooting style to Apex Legends that is like so far removed from Valorant.
0: You know what's weird? I I, having gone back to Apex Legends, I felt like it was way easier because Valorant is like snap to a head, and if you didn't, then you're dead. And that's like some kind of haiku. It's not. It wasn't a haiku, but uh, and Apex felt like when I was seeing people, it's you know, Apex is very tracking based. But oh it's super
1: tracking. I, I, I
0: remember when I came back and it was probably something to do with the MMR but it was like there was a day where we were playing you know we would, we were playing a lot of valorant and then the beta went down and we were we were like oh I guess what are we gonna do other than like well let's play Apex <laughs> we we're playing Apex and we won and we got like I think two wins in a row um and it just felt like just easy to me of just like yeah. you're just tracking like and that was something that was like wildly difficult before but is like very easy to me now it's also a
1: skill that's extremely trainable like yeah. if like aimlab is actually really will make you such a better uh apex player but but I'll tell you one thing that that is very hard about going from valorant to uh apex is valorant servers are a tier above every other game right so so you get used hertz, to like that smoothness but, and yeah. crisp and, and then you go to Apex and it it feels bad. Um despite the fact that Apex is
0: uh I mean best it's not meant class. for that. Not it it's is. not like yeah, it's a different thing.
1: Yeah. I love Apex, but uh yeah, we've been playing some Valorant um, Diabotical. But before be- before yeah, is great, but before I talk about Apex Legends. You're going to talk
0: about wanna Apex Legends. I want to talk Legend? to you
1: about the game of the week.
0: The, which games is of the week:
1: Crusader Kings 3. Yeah. This game is nuts. Uh, so this is definitely a game where it's like, you got to play this game right away because there is like such a fervor and zeitgeist. And you just want to see all the crazy shit that happens in this game. Uh, so people might look at this game and think that it is game like civilization or it is like a grand strategy or a 4X, but it's not uh what it actually is is it is an rpg simulation sandbox of uh controlling a dynasty where you are not playing as uh, one person you are playing as a, a dynasty where you start as a, like a king or you start as like a baron or something and you get old and die and then you go on to play as whoever your heir was um and I, I feel like I've set myself up with the impossible task of trying to describe what this game is and how to play it. Um, but it is essentially an RPG where uh, you are going down skill trees. So you're going down skill trees of like diplomacy, which is you know how good you could talk to people, uh, martial, which is how well you could fight and get into combat, stewardship, which is your ability to manage gold. Learning, which is your ability to develop your kingdom and learn new technologies. And Intrigue, which lets you do, like, shady shit. Which is some of the most fun that I've had is doing the shady shit. But then other than that, it is, like, so open of just, like, you are trying to get renown. You are trying to become well-known. You are trying to uh, further your dynasty. So you're doing this in all sorts of ways. Like, uh, you want to find a spouse who's going to... Uh, give you claims to other land or has traits that are going to help you develop like really powerful children so that when you die, you don't have to worry about like being some bumbling idiot. Uh, And then essentially like you're just trying to find ways uh, to get shit from the people next to you. Right. So you want to make your land bigger. So I I think I might need a little bit of help guiding this. So, uh, what do you, What are your thoughts on this? Like, what questions? I mean, I, well, one
0: about? of the one of the things that I thought was kind of, I, I just wanted to know, which is a weird question, is like, are you naming the characters, or are you you have like set historical figures?
1: You are naming your children.
0: You but you're, uh, okay, you're naming your your heirs, but not your. Yeah.
1: So at the start of the game, uh, what happens is they're essentially like choose a time that you want to start and choose like the state of the world. And there's like very there's like not that many options. There's like six different like years that you could start in, and in each of those years, they give you five people that they recommend to play. Um, and essentially, they have like different difficulty levels uh, based on you know like this is how the character starts. So, and they also have like a pretty robust tutorial. So the tutorial, I, I got through it, and I got kind of bored uh, because like there were not achievements. So I was like, I want to, I want to play the game as it's what is it intended. You an achievement? So I, I just, I, I like with a game like this. First off, there's no uh, end. So what I wanted was, I wanted like some sort of like discernible goals. So I chose a character, and I just like. So the way that you get achievements, by the way, is you have to enable. First off, you can't be doing the tutorial. Uh, you have to do at least normal difficulty level, and you have to play Iron Man mode which is essentially, like, one save, no takebacks, but But that's kind of fine, because this game, uh, if I had to compare it to another game, uh, it, it kind of has the style of rim, RimWorld, yeah. where it's, it's about, like, the emergent stories that happen um, and less about, like, trying to just win, because things that happen are just kind of, like, interesting and fascinating. Uh, so, for example, I became king of Ireland, and then the the game was like, you know, people will like you more if you enable uh, voting uh, for the next heir instead of uh, just pa- passing it down through bloodlines. So I was like, OK, I'll enable voting, and I'll vote for my kid. Uh, so I did it, and everything was fine until a bishop. Uh, people just started like voting for this bishop, and I was like, this bishop fucking sucks. Why do you guys want this bishop? Was there a reason? So, like
0: what like like what is what governs that?
1: Uh I'm guessing like that the that that it was like a pretty religious like Ireland was pretty religious. So people were like uh you know, we're going to vote for this bishop because it makes us look like good Catholics. Okay. Um but I didn't look too deep into it because like it, it was my, I'm I'm still early on with 16. Is it is it
0: kind of similar to Civ in that like races uh that like different types of uh cultures value different like to an
1: insane like so like absolutely ridiculous insane degree and like when you consider the scope of the world like the the fact that this game like operates and it seems elegant is like mind-blowing like it, it would it blows my fucking mind so but what happened is like people really wanted this bishop and i i denounced him and i was like no no fucking way, this guy sucks. So, as the king, I denounced him and he lost a couple votes. And I was like, this is great. But then he started winning again and I started plotting his murder. But before yeah. the you murder gotta murder went a bishop like that, before the murder went through, I fucking died.
0: Did he, did he murder you? Maybe he did that.
1: No, so I died of natural causes. And then I'm playing as the bishop, but I'm playing as the bishop. The you were like, wow, that's
0: weird that you can yeah, just that, that can just he plays,
1: happen. So I'm playing as the bishop now, the bishop that denounced the former king. So, like, his prestige is, like, miserable. Uh, and, I, and I'm just, like, and he has no martial ability. So everyone sees this because, like, my the old king was, like, super powerful into uh, martial law. Like, people, like, he was so feared that, like, people who had bigger armies than me didn't want to fight me because my, there's, like, this rating called Dread. And if your Dread is high enough, then people, like, don't want to fuck with you. Okay. But but this new guy. The Dread since, king like, of Ireland. Dread was the only thing that was keeping people back. So now I'm playing as, like, this, this like, loser, and people are like, you know what?
0: We we're can get not afraid tough. of you. Yeah. So we're
1: just going to start attacking you.
0: I wanted to download when, this, but I was just—I'm just frightened.
1: And that's when I decided, like, I'm just gonna play new, another another. I'm just gonna load up a, a different character because that was that was the tutorial.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want. I want to. I want to get into that. I feel like it would be. I do love that kind of stuff. I don't love the setting. Um. I. I love anything that has I a lot of a lot like, of immersion. Gameplay.
1: I was like, this looks like boring because it's like medieval and like how interesting could it possibly be if there's no dragons and like dark knights but they they managed to make it work and apparently uh the modding community for this game is huge and before this game even came out uh paradox the developers were working with the team who made a massive game of thrones mod like a game of, like a, a full like overhaul to Crusader Kings two for Game of Thrones, so that's already in development, and that like has me pretty excited. Uh, so I'd love to see what this is like, but but it actually is just super fascinating, and I think that uh, the the um what is it the the like
0: stop clacking. I know you're clacking.
1: But, but the, <laughs> flavor, you the flavor grows on you though. Like the medieval flavor, like it it gets interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to check it out. Uh,
1: and the Metacritic on this game is like it's ridiculous. Insane.
0: Yeah, people really loved it. IGN gave it a straight up ten for what that's worth. Yeah,
1: and the, well, the develop the um the reviewer from IGN uh, put in thousands of hours into Crusader Kings 2. so he would know. Yeah, but the but the tutorial is is good enough to give you a sense. But uh, also, I watched youtube guides because it's it's one of those games
0: oh yeah i have a lot of like the other thing was like i wanted to spend a little bit more time with uh uh endless space 2 before i i jumped into that because it's like it kind of it doesn't really occupy the same space like you said at crusader kings is an uh 4x and um endless space is very much a 4x uh but i i, I was really liking a lot of stuff about that game just love the setting there's tons of like story and like uh missions for the factions and it, it is another it's it's also very civ like in that all the races are very very different and uh have different kind of things that they'll try and do through the course of the game and like learning that has been pretty rewarding and cool and i just love the setting it's very mystical it's like destiny kind of it's like very um mystical magic spacey kind of stuff
1: yeah this, this has gotten me a little bit more curious about Stellaris, but I think that that's more of, like, a proper 4X game.
0: Yeah, uh, Stellaris... I was watching some of Stellaris after we were talking about it um, the other week, I think, in comparison to Endless Space, and I yeah, it really is more about, like, the numbers and, uh, like, the growth of your faction and stuff like that, whereas I think Endless Space is... At least for me, like, I... I I don't necessarily need to just like uh, be like more more dudes on a map stuff. Like I, I do like uh, trading and religion and um, like factionism politics and stuff like that. And I think that endless space does a really good job with that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, one thing that happened. So when I started my new playthrough, I was playing as uh, the Norse, and their culture um, lets them raid which was great. And and when I started, I was like this legendary king. Like my prestige was insane. So like I was like super well respected. I was like constantly raiding. I was able to take over like this large area. Um and I had a pretty good heir, but then the bubonic plague came.
0: That's always uh, the problem, right?
1: And the, the plague killed my heir. So my new heir was a child, like a 6-year-old. So my king died in battle and now i'm the 6-year-old who does not know how to control anything
0: you got to make that 6-year-old so, murderous a bloodthirsty 6-year-old so, everyone loves that
1: no he had a lean towards diplomacy so i i cultivated that but but even so like as a kid there's not like that much you can get into so i was essentially in like this 10-year lull of like i need to try to hold on to what i have But then a holy war came of Catholics who were just like, you know, we don't like your religion. And, like, they were massive. So I had to be like, okay, I guess I'm Catholic now. And when I became Catholic, like, everyone started disrespecting me. I lost my ability to raid. And it was like a total bummer. And it was like, if the bubonic plague didn't hit, the air would have been... Like, this super militant, like, super strong person who could have, like, actually held a claim and, like, kept the Catholics away. I would have been able to raid and become great, but it's like, that's the game. So it's kind of interesting to see, like, what's going to happen to this person. Like, because even if they die, that's kind of good. Because with them dying dies, like, the Catholicism in the region. And maybe, like, the Norse culture can take back over and I can go back to Human Sacrifices and Raiding, and that would be great.
0: That's way more fun than Catholicism, to be honest.
1: Yeah. The only good thing about Catholicism is it prevents you from uh, getting attacked through a holy war. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's the games I've been gaming, and we've been playing some Valorant. I've
0: been playing some Valorant.
1: There, there were some patches to Valorant recently that changed up the meta quite a bit. Yeah. I'm into it. So one thing that they did is they hard-nerfed uh, the single healer in the game, probably uh, the the character that was well. They said that it was the character with the highest pick rate and the highest win rate uh, in the game across every elo. Yeah. Uh, so that character was nerfed, and I'm I'm kind of excited by it. Like I'm a, I'm just excited by the idea of like, okay, now the game is going to be played differently. Uh, because one of the things that uh, I think. Was true is that the game is pretty defender sided, um, but when when you hear them talk about the reasons for nerfing this character Sage, uh, is because she was actually overperforming on attack, which I thought was was interesting. So the nerfs on her were aiming at uh, reducing her ability as a strong attacker. But but also I I think it's great also if I just see less of that character because I think it opens up uh diversity in in the picks Be- because yeah. they're because being like the soul healer and being as good as she was you would get people who would lock in like their favorite character and then say we need a sage and it was kind of
0: yeah that was annoying not- but that kind of uh and like my I, I i didn't love some aspects of the patch i feel like they've they've had smarter pa- this was probably one of the more heavy-handed aggressive. patches yeah yes, that i've super, ever seen them do because heavy. usually it's the, the most, way it's
1: the most heavy-handed patch that uh valorant has ever had
0: like the way that you might see them like uh mm-hmm. buff or nerf someone in the past has been like these like very minor things and it's like uh, like i remember i think sage used to be on a getting her heel back every 30 seconds and then they made it for, like 45 seconds so they added like Fifteen seconds, but it still healed two hundred, and and it was and like that was like a major major change. But th- then with this patch, they made it so that like she puts up this wall. They made it so that it, it takes I think like three or four seconds to um, uh, harden and like yeah. to uh, what is what is it fortify itself and yeah, it's easy the to, uh,
1: power of the wall. It's, it's easy to break. So seconds. so
0: when it first she first hits it down, it's four hundred, and then it has four hundred health, and then it grows to eight hundred health. Um and that it used to just you know drop down at the you no know, I
1: thought that that would be like the biggest most brutal change but but it I turns the out heel that ba- the heel is bad the heel just don't people just don't shoot the wall anyway like people still are like well, it's still a little hard to like if it's pistol round and people aren't shooting that wall at the start like it's just as good as it always was and they did make it cheaper to compensate but the yeah. heel. Got a pretty big nerf right yeah it, it's, it's, from... it takes a
0: long time it went from healing for a hundred to healing for 60 and it yeah. but it heals over i feel like five a lot seconds yeah it like but it's so much less of a heal so that rather than getting uh, like a lot of your health back quickly you're waiting the full five seconds just to get the 60 yeah. health which still puts you in the range for being killed by a lot of things especially if you were low um beforehand uh, yeah,
1: but but you know, her heal was stronger than Phoenix's self heal, which I always thought was a bit weird. I mean,
0: it was, that's what she had, you know, that's what she had. I, I, I think I could go either way on this patch a little bit. I think that she's like largely useless at this point. I don't, I don't, I can't see wanting to play her when there's so many other stronger picks. And especially like in with with Breach being uh, kind of like a supportive unit and, and him getting a lot better, it feels true. It feels yeah, like so, I would rather have that, I think, than, not that they occupy the same space, but it's like, you have the five picks, right? So I don't see why you would want her anymore, like what exactly she'd be doing.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think that the slow orb is still really powerful. She does have the ability uh, that no other character has, which is uh, to stifle a five-man push uh, without using an ultimate. So that's still pretty strong uh, with the slow orb and with the wall to a degree if it's if you're you know premeditating it. Um, so I still think that she does have a place. The res is still good, um, but ultimately, if this means I'm seeing less Sage, I think that's that's good because I think that Sage is the least fun character uh, to play against in the game
0: uh i i I, I always thought she was kind of fun like i I could see that i I could see the the thinking of it she was really just like using her abilities really just made you wait it out a little bit more like respect it a little bit more than some other characters might yeah like like other characters can um, slow you down like smokes but you don't have to respect that if you feel like you can flash out of it or make like a crazy play and with with sage really did feel like you had to wait for the slow orb to go away i don't i don't agree with like Nerfing every aspect of her and I think one of the things that that frustrates me is that she had kind of just fallen off Naturally, like she wasn't really getting she only fell off play play. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't getting pro play and even in our games like we were What I mean, yeah, don't balance balance it for for pro play, play. but it wasn't like I was like I, I had gone from feeling like it was a bad thing if we didn't have a sage to really only on one map and that split feeling like the sage was actually helping and any other map it was kind of annoying when people would be the last ones and they felt like like oh i'm doing the right thing by picking sage and it was like it never felt like you actually were it was like well you would be, we'd be better off with a killjoy for more sentinels or we'd be better off with another flash like a, a reina or uh a raise for uh for uh like getting in and uh, or yeah, another smoke yeah. or something. like Anything w- felt better. And the only reason she was kind of played on split was that she had a good way of controlling the mid lane and forcing I people mean, into B main or A main. Yeah.
1: And, but, you know, they have the stats, and they said that at every elo, she was the most picked character and had the highest win rate. Uh, you know, and I support their decision. And another thing that I like is Morello doesn't like healers. Uh, and I I think that healing kind of should be on, like, duelists, almost. Like, I think that duelists should be able to self-heal based on, like, I think Reyna is such a well-designed character. There are things that I would change about her, but I I really like the idea of, this is a character where if she 1v1s you, she's gonna be able to heal up and she's gonna be a problem. And and I think that that's really cool. And I think that Sage is a character, um, I think that the heal is a character that, like, forgives mistakes, almost. Yeah. And I don't think that that's... I, I don't think that that's... The heal is also, like, the the least interesting and interactive ability in the game, right?
0: Yeah, I I, I, I don't disagree, but it, it is, it is like... I, I don't know where they're... Da- like, uh, they have the data, absolutely, but any sort of balance changes, you know, come down the pipeline from, like, a, a long time ago. And I feel like if it was even a month ago before the nerf... I would have said that like Sage is getting played pretty much everywhere, and then by the time that they really were nerfing her, it was like two tournaments had gone by where she was falling off, and it was starting to seep into, like reg, like casual, like or like competitive play where people were not feeling like we needed a, a Sage anymore, uh, except for on split. So, uh, I I don't know. Like I I feel like it had already naturally kind of fallen off, and there are people who like that that healing playstyle, and I don't think that it was so... Like, it is It is a playstyle that that simply forgives mistakes, but it doesn't get you very much. Like, it, having a smoke gets you, you know, gets you ground. Having a flash gets you in on a site. Having um, a turret uh, gets you, like, safety from certain angles or control over areas that you've already gotten, whereas Sage was just like, you got shot and the enemy couldn't finish you off and the sage heals you a little bit you were still in like range of getting headshot to death so it's not that wild no. like it it's it, it's it, not
1: wild it's just boring and i feel like the heal in general like like almost at this point like why have a heal on her be- and it's almost just because uh it's part of her identity like that's how it was but i would also be fine if it, they completely they, removed it, the heal and
0: then they just or keep... they
1: found some way to make the heal more powerful and more engaging at the same time.
0: Maybe it's like louder or something. Yeah, I don't like, even know, like
1: or something like that. Like she heals you and you heal to a hundred, but uh, for the time that you're healing, you move slower, or something like that. I don't know.
0: I think that wouldn't be fun. I, I, I think it's, it's it is hard, um, and I it guess it's already it already happened. So I I, I want to see the direction it takes. I don't think it's the it it. it she was the one of the few, she was the only character in the game that people would call for by, basically by name. Because there, with with other kind of roles that you play, you'd say, "I want like we need a smoke," and someone would be right to pick Brimstone or Omen, or someone would say, "We need you know a flash or an entry," and you'd be right to pick uh, Reyna or Rays or Phoenix. And Sage was the only character that it was like we needed we need a Sage. She was the only person who who is in that role. Um, and uh I, I guess it is good to to feel like even if you're getting put onto a certain role, like your whole team no one picks smokes and now you have to pick smokes so they, at least you have a little bit of leeway within that pick rather than say and and it, you know what the other thing that I was thinking about is like they they you know we were, we're very forthcoming with saying that the next character that was coming out was based on what people were asking for in the meta and it was gonna be healer. So, is that still the case? I wonder if the next character that comes out is going to be a healer that also feels kind of gimped in a way that it's like, well, we we want there well, to be it, healing in the game. Maybe it's a character
1: that has a more engaging heal that's able to be stronger because of the fact that it will require something like a healing in an area or something, right? The what I wanted,
0: I, I, my guess for this, because the 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 um the the tease, there's like the teaser at, at like one on the battle pass. Then it looks like almost it's like green and a hawk and like it looks almost spiritual. Uh, I could almost imagine like a Native American healer or something, like a totemic healer. But what I think would be cool, this is this is just I'm just getting into, you know, (laughs) crazy Valorant theories. It would be like the healer has, let's say, like on their Q, they have an AOE heal and on their W, they have like an AOE speed buff and then their e would be like they place down a totem and the totem also does whatever they do so they would be able to like put their totem down in like a heaven on a site or a safe area and would be able to to go to a different site and then they their teammates from across the map could ask like i'm standing near totem could you do like the healing pulse i think that would be a kind of interesting way to do uh healing i think it would uh, and, and if they, and if it had stuff like a benefit, you'd be able to, uh, push people onto different sites. Like you could speed up the people you're with and then play default and have a totem somewhere else and have those, uh, allies that are playing that other lane sped up. Something like that I think would be kind of cool. I don't, I, I like healing and to, to, uh, like as like a devil's advocate, uh, I, I, I understand the, the frustrations with healing and that it's like not, the most fascinating thing but valorant is also a game that has uh you know more chip damage and incidental damage and more like crazy things you kind of can't get away like rays correctly just throwing her bomb and you're standing there and even if you get out of it you take a lot of chip damage and healing kind of like allows the game to be more about those those headshots and that gunplay like if you just get chipped or something with like abilities then healing can keep you in the game for a little bit longer yeah it it, it's, it is almost like it's the other side of the coin to uh and i think they like they've proved their point that people thought in Valorant, you know they, there was that old uh tweet of in Valorant, you kill with guns not abilities and then they they were they proved their point that that abilities should also do damage and that uh there there's a reason why and once you allow abilities to do damage, yeah. you open the, the 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 gates for the possibilities, this, the, yeah. the possibilities for these playstyles. Because if they were gonna if they were gonna say abilities would never do damage, then you can't have Killjoy and you can't have Raze. You also
1: can't have Mollies in general. Like what? Like that would be stupid. Like people complaining about uh, abilities killing. Forget that CS:GO had Mollies and had frag grenades.
0: Yeah, I always think about that. I mean. I, I think I, I think that they're just uh, I think that there's some people that are just being uh, you know ridiculous uh, and there's some people who maybe by ability shouldn't kill they mean they shouldn't kill alone that like Amali
1: yeah, yeah and and it's not ever the plan right like the plan is never uh, I'm gonna I essentially like use a raised grenade and. You hope it kills, but primarily, more often, you're going to get it flushing people out.
0: Yeah, uh, and same
1: thing with like breaches. Uh, Aftershock, I think it is. Yeah, uh, you're not expecting to get a kill. Sometimes you do, and that's great. But most of the time, people just run away from it, and then you maybe get a kill while they're fleeing.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I, I feel like it's a similar thing where you, where you want healing because the game has this magical aspect of it and like down the line in two years, you're going to want to add another healer or something like you're going, you're going to want to have that uh, door open to the future. I, I, I increasingly, especially the state of pro play, I feel uh, uh, like positive about Riot's general um, attitude towards balance. And I, I think you can have a lot of different wild characters in this game without it breaking The mold too hard i i do want to see what pro play looks like in a kind of like sageless world i want to see if like
1: well the same right i mean like we didn't see a lot of sages i think sage is still going to get picked on split uh other than that yeah she might still get picked on split maybe we see maybe more more breach which would be cool i want to see some people trying out viper uh she's such a fascinating character
0: to not really get the you know recognition that she deserves
1: It's crazy because she keeps getting buffed and buffed, and they just want people to play her. And by the time people start playing her, she's going to be insanely good. Like they're gonna have yeah. This is like the
0: the Street Fighter equation, you know, like the the fighting game thing where they'll just buff a character over and over again, and no one's picking Mm -hmm. it. And then it, it takes like that one tournament where people are gonna play Viper in it, and then everyone's playing Viper and it's like you're benefiting from like months of buffs to a character that like didn't need it, but just wasn't seeing the data. you know, the other weird thing though, is that that pros have this bizarre tendency to, um, and we've talked about this before, but to counter strike things and to think about the game only from a, uh, like a headshotting aspect. Um, and, and, and we've, it's been proven that it's like, that's not the case. Like they're, you're supposed to learn these, like, Sova arrows and these kind of crazy things. That's, like, that gets you wins in a way that, like, uh, didn't... That was, like, important, kind of similar to Counter-Strike, learning these, like, Molly setups or Smoke setups uh, is the same kind of thing for, like, learning these Sova setups. But you don't really see pros doing it. It's very weird. Like, pros will pick Sova, but play him in a way that would look like if I played him, where I would just, like, bounce an arrow around a corner, not in a way that, like... This, you know, super technical, looking up all these videos, learning the, uh, like, double uh, shock darts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Man, the pro scene is pretty sweet in Valorant. Sometimes, it was a great
0: tournament. There was a great, yeah, great yeah. tournament.
1: I, I feel like a friend of this show, Sean Killian, should, should play Valorant just because he loves esports so much, just yeah, so that yeah. he could watch the tournaments and make more sense
0: of it. I, w- I, I was really, really excited about that tournament the other day. Lots of, like... There were games that looked like they were, like, pre-planned or coordinated with how yeah. intense they were. Or, get, like, stuff like getting to, like, a 12 and... I think, like, a 12 and 4 scoreline and then going, fighting their way all the way back for a win and stuff like that. And uh, it was it was just great. We've always seen uh, increasingly interesting stuff from uh, Valorant tournaments. I, in the beginning... They were just not very interesting to watch, and then they've gotten so, like, so much faster and more hectic. It's cool to to, to watch the uh, the growth of it. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm playing a lot of like um, Aim Lab, and I feel like I I it's I'm having such a hard time translating that into meaningful into meaningful do you, things. Do you in the game. feel
1: like you're getting better at Valorant? Like, I think a,
0: overall, like, like another
1: I, I, game, another game that you and I have been playing so much of is Aim Lab, right? How how much Aim Lab do you play?
0: Um, I play a an Aim Lab playlist in the morning and at night, uh, and the playlist consists of two Grid Shot, two Spider Shot, um, two Micro, two Motion Shot, and two One Eighty Spider Shot in that order.
1: Wow! No Circle Shot. Okay. No wonder. What, what is cir- What is Circle Shot? Circle Shot is a circles of different sizes and speeds uh, rotate around you horizontally. And you have to try to get three hits on them to destroy them.
0: Uh, I gotta, I gotta check that out. I wanna, I wanna uh, look more into, like I'm, I'm, I move my list around or like change things around with it uh, every so often. But I've been playing that, and I've definitely like I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm like really heavily breaking my scores, but it doesn't always cons- like translate into doing well in Valorant. Uh, and a lot of Valorant also can be like. Your how well you're feeling like if you're feeling good and you're you're on and your team is winning, then you might be just making these like natural feeling more natural and like you have the time to line up headshots and getting those headshots whereas if you're losing, you might you know feel like I'm doing bad and it's it's like these I, I really want to look i we we've said before i really want to look at like what I'm doing like what does it look like when I'm shooting when I'm losing a game is it that i'm like i'm nervous so i'm pre-firing before i've set up my cursor or what kind of stuff and it's also probably has to do with like down to just how comfortable you're feeling like if you're fi- if you're on you might be moving your fingers more like i i feel like if i'm on i got like more might of a more sh-
1: you might be shaking less yeah you know there if could I'm, be so many things
0: there's so many things that it's it's hard to translate into and it's like first it's me because i just want consistency um i guess i've gotten that in the sh- in the form of like my worst games are still like the game we played earlier didn't feel good and it didn't feel like I was doing what I was capable of, but then my score line was like, you know, one KD ish. So I was like
1: Well it was twenty and fourteen, so it's pretty good.
0: It was okay. But it, it really did feel like I was like I, I there was a lot of times where I was just like, wow, that's just why did you die? in that case and then the, the the other another weird thing with the patch was like they had the bat they had a, a buff for the vandal and i don't know really know what to to make of it um it makes me like Ooh, i think it's actually really good like i think that i i think
1: that to begin with the vandal and the phantom were a little bit closer than people give them credit for with the phantom like eking out
0: yeah i don't um, disagree with but, that
1: but at this point i think that they're pretty on par like, I, th- I, think I think it was a
0: Randall weird... feels really good, considering that they
1: didn't change that much about it.
0: They really didn't. They just made the um, fire rate. They increased the fire rate. Did they do anything else? They didn't increase, yeah. like, the... They gave it one more damage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I-, I don't really know what that was about. The increasing the fire rate thing, to me, felt weird. It- the gun feels better, especially if you, um aren't landing the first shot as a headshot like you know the
1: thing is i usually kill people on the second vandal bullet with a headshot like i don't know what it is yeah i know i know what it is i I do the same thing
0: because the safer the safest thing for you to do is aim for for center mass and the the second bullet of the vandal like the vandal travels upwards way faster than the phantom and like if you aim towards the neck and just fire twice then the second bullet is going to go into the head
1: and that means that that increased fire rate actually is uh, changing things a bit. Yeah, it I is mean, like at least it, from my perspective. of course. Well, I,
0: it's it's on a basic level lowering the time to kill with the vandal even through like body shots. Um, yes. But uh, one of the the only thing I wanted for the vandal is was just a lower time on the the on resetting the bloom after shooting. Like if there was a lower punishment, then it would feel like you could just like. Use it more as a bursting tool, whereas the phantom would be more of a spraying tool. Um, yeah. So I don't really. It's it's weird because it's like I definitely feel like it helped. I definitely feel like it's closer. They're 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 on par with being. You know, you could go either way. Um, but it wasn't necessarily a change that I would have asked for to to make it more di- of a diverse choice. It's just more of like, well, now if you miss that first shot and you're you're hitting more body shots, it's gonna get closer to the Time to kill of the Phantom. Yeah, I do feel like there so, is there is a there is so much to say though for the Phantom being uh, no tracer rounds.
1: Like, yeah, isn't it crazy that this is the Valorant podcast? I mean, that's who we are. It really is. Uh, I don't yeah, mind. I, mean, I love
0: it. I, I absolutely love it. I
1: know.
0: Uh, yeah. hey, you're you're an hour and four in. If there's people who are listening right now, like they, they're big fans. They're big. They're big fans. They're mega fans. We didn't even talk about. Dating apps or anything, which I think is the only thing that like, you know, people are just like, oh, I'm here for the, I'm here for the Tinder talk. And yeah, we
1: have to. That's well, that's the Knock and Boots podcast.
0: That's oh, Knock and Boots. That's yeah. a deep cut, right? Yeah. When was how old is that? That's old. That's old, old. Yeah. Uh, that's
1: IGN. That's Damon Hatfield. I think it's Greg Miller. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I was watching. I, what what I actually have been doing was watching more anime. Than I have recently. Anime. I don't know what it is. It's a. It's a. It's like the more you know, lonely you are, the more anime you want to watch. I've been reading Blood Meridian. That's what I've been doing. Uh, All right. Have at, you watched courtesy JoJo? Courtesy of Sean. I haven't watched JoJo. I. I can't really deal with uh anime that have gone on for a really long time, because like I, I look at stuff like One Piece is you know impossible, Naruto impossible. JoJo, I wouldn't know where to start. They're like long. you start at the beginning yeah i i tried there's, to there's like there's, uh, the, there's a beginning beginning that i tried to the one with the dio where he's th- this is you know kono dioda and i watched yeah, i, I watched that, that a that, little bit so
1: that arc lasts for 10 episodes so you just you soldier through that 10 episodes and then because i i always spread.
0: i always do see the things where it's like uh these flamboyant poses and kill a queen and this shit like that that uh acdc and whamu and I see those kind of things, and I'm like, I got to get to that, but I got to go through That's not this, very
1: like- far. That's not very far. Like, you get to Whamu in, like, episode 14, maybe 15. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. But so it's, yeah, it's so I'll think about it. I mean, there's a couple things that I've, I, I like ReZero a lot and I missed the whole second season. Like I, I just, re- I got my Crunchyroll subscription again. There's this crazy thing going on. This is, this is, this is just the weeds, but there's this crazy thing with Crunchyroll where, where um Crunchyroll will only let you sign up for a free trial using a new credit card. It won't allow you to rebuy a trial using a pre, like rebuy an, a, a, a subscription on your account using a credit card you've already used. Does it make any sense? That's ridiculous. Like you, you can search, because I, I had to do this for hours before I figured out like, I'm just gonna have to use a different credit card instead of just re-upping my, and using and getting another um, free trial. Because the only thing it'll allow you to do is start a free trial using a previously unused credit card on your account. It will not allow you to, once you've canceled the subscription, use it on a credit card, uh, you can't get the, the subscription back this is factual like i i think you might you you may be able to do it by going through their um like contacting their like moderators or staff but there's no way to do it on the actual website because everything will link to you directly to a thing that that is trying to get you to start a free trial using a new credit card there's like no the option to forego forgo that that's insane i, he- I heard that they're like the crunchyroll is having problems as a subscription service and they're not making a lot of money, so they have, they have these they have two new tiers of of subscription, which I don't even really know what they they don't really grant you that much, uh, like other than like simulcasting and and um, allowing multiple things to stream on the same account at once. But what like there there's your problem, guys. But anyway, I was watching Rent a Girlfriend, which is oh, it's not a good show. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh... It's it's cute. I like
1: My Hero Academia.
0: Yeah, that's another one that see like there's there there's they're a good anime. I've seen the whole first season of My Hero Academia, and I got to get back to the second season and like I think there's a movie. Ooh, I believe. I, I, I thought there the was an movie, OVA, there, but
1: there's a lot of there's. I think they're in the fourth season. I'm not sure.
0: I know they they they've, they've been they've been soldiering through, and I I, I haven't because uh, people
1: there eat that shit. Up, it was it, yeah.
0: I really liked the first season. I love the music. Oh my god, the music is so good. Uh, but I, I haven't come back to it. Um, it stays good. You know, it's not a rom com anime though. So, you know what?
1: You know what? I'm actually you know what game I'm actually pretty excited for. It's a little controversial, but
0: oh no, bra-
1: bravely default two.
0: It is controversial.
1: I could really use uh, a game like that on the Switch right now. I feel
0: why? I feel like you're not commuting or anything, so I don't think that
1: it's just cool to have something to, like bum around with on like the couch when. You know, just hanging out, watching TV. Hanging or
0: something. out,
1: just hanging out. You yeah, we just hang out. Not really. Yeah, I me mean, neither. Hey, that's video games.
0: That is. Thank uh, you.
1: Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank you, Jam. This is Mason.
1: Thank you, Ryan Galloway.
0: Thank you, Ryan Galloway and Bumper for the use of our new track. It's going to be what? Uh, you can get it. I think is the.
1: Did we, did we did we get our did we get the
0: okay on that? Are I'm going to assume to? so.
1: Well, we'll get permission. We'll get I mean, permission. You,
0: you, it's, it's fair to use less than 30 seconds. Ooh. You can always do that. I could make it whatever I wanted. I think, if I'm correct, as long as... First of all, we don't no profit off of the podcast. We absolutely do not profit off of the podcast to begin with. And second of all, I think it's, uh, it, you can use, it's fair use to use 30 seconds of music. So I think, yeah. I, I think where I'm well within my rights to use uh, is it you can get it off of Bumper's Pop Songs Twenty Twenty. Am I am I right or am I wrong?
1: Yeah, so Bumper is the new
0: Bumper Pop Songs
1: collaboration between friend of the show Ryan Galloway and Michelle Zoner from Japanese Breakfast.
0: It is you can get it. So that's what I'm gonna. So that's what's gonna be the intro and the outro. If you've already heard it, and maybe you uh, you've made it this far, and you're like, wow. How many how many how many years have we used that? Did we ever have a different song for the intro yes. and outro? What was our yes. original intro and outro?
1: I don't know. It was another crying song, but it was off the. It was before Beyond the Fleeting Gales. Oh yeah, I think it was uh, either like Vacation or it was probably Vacation. I think actually, maybe off of the first album.
0: Ooh, so listen to that go go hit up the 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 uh the what well, we did talk about it in the beginning actually nothing but go to the go to the uh uh bumper pop songs 2020 uh 21 it's 000 views it's on, it's two on, uh, days ago support them yeah,
1: they've got like a little visual uh video so you check that out a little
0: lo-fi kind of uh girl for you to ogle oh that sounds terrible don't do that.
1: To, to relax to and relax. To
0: relax and chill with in a uh, platonic yeah, manner. Yeah, and
1: they've got, they've got a, a vinyl set. They've got a pin. They've got some, some good merch, and it's on Spotify. So uh, check dot out.
0: Bumper.live slash pop songs. HTTPS colon slash slash. Put this in. This is the way old people talk. Put this in. Put this into their computer. HTTPS colon slash slash bumper dot live slash pop songs 2020. That'll bring you to the website where you can go to their bandcamp, Amazon Music, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, official store. Ooh. That did you know that, that'll link uh, you to anything you need.
1: Did you know the area with the most listeners for bumper is Mexico City, Mexico?
0: Oh man. They got a pin. They got a wow, that's a gorgeous shirt. I love the artwork. The artwork is very city pop. Uh phenomenal job. With everything. I, I love I love it, so Hell yeah. you must as well. I'm going to get one of these right now.
1: What's the deal with games? You know, rate, comment, subscribe on the Twitter at WTDG Podcast uh, and wherever podcasts are sold. Which is nowhere. We don't sell the podcast. It's all for free, so no one can.
0: So you can use uh, all the money you're saving to buy a bumper adult unisex medium quantity one shirt add to cart.
1: Yeah. And you know you can also, if you want, use thirty seconds of this podcast uh, for whatever you're doing. So maybe thirty seconds of our podcast uh, could be the intro to your podcast.
0: Oh, that'd be nice. That's a that's a little bit of a uh, a, little yeah, a little bit of a, an, an infinite loop kind of thing. You can use thirty seconds of our podcast for the intro of your podcast, and then I'm gonna use thirty seconds. Of our podcast that's within your podcast as the next intro that I use. Right on. Thank you. Okay, hey,
1: thanks, 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 Kirby. Let's play some Spellbreak. Oh. oh, nice.